hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And joining me again on this episode, we welcome back Margo. How you doing? Hi there. So last week we're like, man, everything got rained now. We're not going to do a show. And then I got a bright idea to do a show. And Margo worked like 150 hours. So I did it without her. And she goes, wait, so you did do a show? And I'm like, yeah, I got a great idea. And she's like, so you didn't do a show. <laughs> but I did do a show. Yeah. 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 And we'll uh, expand good, upon. Good talk. <laughs> well, we'll expand upon that uh, on the second half of the show. Um, I actually came up with another set of power rankings. So if you like the power ranking show, I didn't um, even hear the first set of power rangers. Power, power rank <laughs> rankings, honey. Rankings. But if we're gonna rank the power rangers, pink, pink. ranger wins for sure. It's like the starburst, you know. Um, oh, false! Yellow starbursts are far superior. You like the yellow ones. Yellow and orange. Yellow and orange. I see. I like pink, orange, then red. Pink, orange, and no pink, red, then orange. But what's, what's your favorite one? dinosaur? I don't. I, I, bones. The bone one. The bony one. Because they're all bones now. Four shades. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> we had plans to go to the Citrus County Speedway this weekend for the big uh, Wilson Memorial over there, and. Well, Florida went ahead and did some Florida things, and it's Florida. It, it did. It was a very bizarre weekend as far as the weather, um, and really, Auburndale is the only place I got to race. And thankfully, um. hang on, I'll get there. <laughs> hang on, I'm I'm specifically talking Saturday, um, but thankfully, Tom was able to get over to Auburndale, and we were able. We actually just finished rewatching some of the stuff we're going to talk about here from Auburndale. So. Um, before we really get into the show, just like to tell everybody what they can expect on this show, uh, we will talk about Tom Fullery. as usual, uh, especially when both of us are on. Um, we're going to talk about the the racing over at Auburndale or um, the um, redneck that Steve said. New Smyrna's got the red eye; we had the redneck, so we'll break that all down. And those are those are Steve's words, with all due respect. So. We'll, we'll recap uh, what we saw from our perspective at Auburndale. And if you want to hear Steve's perspective, you can tune into the hot mic on Wednesday nights. It'll be Steve and Matt this week. I won't be able to make it. Austin won't be able to make it. Um, but yeah, you can tune in to hear Steve's perspective on what he called a wild night. So um, we're going to talk about that um, before we, and, and then after that, on the second half of the show, I will, there are some movements on the power rankings from last week and I have NASCAR power rankings, and I think Margo um, can kind of will probably disagree with my rankings here. So we'll do that on the second half of the show. And before we get into it, got to thank our, our our major sponsors here. Did, did you forget we were at no, a whole? No, no, I'm getting there. I'm getting oh. there. You're jumping. She, she's. I'm, I'm about to throw it to her, and she's jumping the gun. Let me thank our, our major sponsors here, including American Auto, of course, um, EJ Wilcoxon over at American Auto, huge supporter of the show, on for the season, on for the foreseeable future. Uh, so we thank him. Of course, we thank 124 Welding and Fabrication, Ron D'Alessandro, uh, another one of our first sponsors when we started this thing back up like a year and a half ago or whatever it was. Uh, so we thank him. We thank DeBerry Paint and Body. They've come on board as a brand new major supporting sponsor along with Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Fuel Cells, which every time I go to the racetrack now, Margo has to get down on her hands and knees and see what everybody's running. I don't get down on my hands. Oh, yeah, that's right. You take a selfie stick with your phone and you you take video so you you don't look too much like a creeper. But it Mm -hmm. makes you look even more like a creeper. No, I just walk up there and I look underneath the race car. It's not that hard. Well, that's what Margo does. She makes sure that everybody's running the correct fuel cells. They're not. And they they need to start. Well, I mean, if they wanted to save $200 on a fuel cell, they'd just buy a $500 fuel cell. Quote, unquote. Jackass. So, we welcome a brand new sponsor. What a great segue that ended up being. We welcome a brand new sponsor to the show. We welcome in SRQ Taxes. Of course, that is Steve Darling's company. Um, he's come on board for tax season here. So, if you need to get, get your taxes done. Get I know- your tax refund and then come buy a Schultz fuel cell. Perfect. Bingo, bango, bongo. Go get your taxes mean, done with Steve. And then go spend your money with our sponsors and show support. WTs are starting to come in. I know I just got mine, so 
tax time. Make sure you make sure you go see SRQ Taxes, Steve Darling, uh, listener and member of our great racing community. So support him, and we thank him for coming on board um, for these episodes. So, as she was so eager to do, I'm going to throw it over to Margo because no. Margo actually went yeah. to a couple of races here this weekend over at the Volusia Speedway. They had, what was it, like late model Palooza over there? Yes. I mean, is it that was, what it was called? It was tractor racing. Tractor racing in the potato field, right? Yes. That's what you like to call it. Yes. Uh, Volusia Speedway Park had like four classes of late models. They had 602s, 604s, and then the crates, which are like 460s. Okay. And then they had the super lights. That would be the crates. Those okay. Those were the crates. Yeah. Okay, because those things screamed. Yeah, they're badass. You know, I've been to Volusia. That's it. That's all I've got for you. They were cool. Devin Moran won a couple times. Well, you you knew Uh, quite a few of the the drivers down there. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Shit. Brandon, shit. Yep, he was there. Uh, what Austin Kirkpatrick? Uh, Austin Kirkpatrick was there. Uh, Bobby Pierce was driving one night. Uh, Scott Bloomquist tried to drive one night, but he's still having some issues. Stuart Friesen. Stuart Friesen tried. He didn't make it. Yeah, didn't even qualify, unfortunately. Uh, no. Uh, Kyle Strickler. <laughs> the high side tickler, yeah. It's the worst Herb, nickname in racing. Herb Jr. There's uh, the showers were there yeah. for some local flair. They won a couple times. Yeah. See, what was weird to me, like... Kyle Bronson. Where yes. was that getting Brandon? Well, because, I was thinking Brandon Overton. Because his car was orange, and it threw that threw me off on Friday when okay, I was able so to make I it up there. <laughs> so we were watching, because they did, like, 97 heats and then... Qualifying. And, and then whatever. And, yeah. I <laughs> Two hours late there. Anyways, during one of the heats, I was telling Jason Ferreira, who went with me on Thursday, I'm like, hey, look, that 40B right there, he's about to walk the dog. And he's like, oh, who is that? And I'm like, it's uh, Kyle Bronson. It wasn't. <laughs> oh, oops. But he was in the next race. He's like, is that the 40B you were talking about? I'm like, yes. Yes, because he waxed the field. So there's that. It's not usually, that's, that's not very surprising. I mean, I, I'm so out of touch with who's who in the dirt world. I'm sure there was more people there that I completely overlooked. Demetrius um, Jellos, who we watched race in uh, Sportsman at Devil's Bowl, the 111. Really? Yeah, I texted you that, but clearly some of my texts I, get forgotten. I didn't remember. That's how I knew who that was. I was all excited. I was like, oh, I watched him in a Sportsman modified at Devil's Bowl, except I couldn't see anything because when you go in the turn one at Devil's Bowl, it's dust. Yeah, because they built the grandstands <laughs> facing the sun. Not very smart. Um but no, it, like the place was absolutely packed. We ended up, we got there late on Friday after work. Uh, we met up and went out there. The parking lot was packed. We ended up having to like park in the pit area. Um, so the place was jam-packed, full of people, full of race cars. Definitely a good time. We got there a little late on Friday, so we missed some of the heats. But the main events were all pretty good. Uh, pretty decent racing as far as dirt racing goes. Mm-hmm. Um the track was definitely rubbered in. You got and, a pretty tame night Friday. Saturday, yeah. Thursday, like got the pit entry on a restart, there were like four cars, and one car just whoop, rolled right over another. Yeah. And uh, then one yeeted itself and rolled in turn one. She, she would text me what was going on because I, I was home with the baby on Thursday. Uh, she went out to do some Renaissance stuff for work, and she kept texting me like every 20 minutes, like, car flipped, car flipped. Oh, this guy's here. Car flipped. Oh, there's a banana. Car flipped. Like three flips, but it's more dramatic when I tell them like, oh, okay. that way. I'm sorry. So like, then she texts me again. She'd be like, "Nobody else flipped because there's only three flips." So my favorite thing about Volusia, fried Oreos. Fried Oreos. Yep, yep. Uh, I like their bags of beer for eighteen dollars. That's that's a nice touch. Um, uh oh, Margo got hit by a giant dirt clod. So <laughs> that was on my head. <laughs> that was on- <laughs> yeah. So we, we did that uh, a little bit, but uh, it was nice to get back out to Volusia as always. Always have a good time over there. Um, any final thoughts on that? Anything else you want to talk about on that? I, I honestly couldn't, I don't, I, I can't tell you who won or did anything on, on Friday. So Ricky Stenhouse is going to be there this week. Yeah, they're running sprint cars this weekend. So if you want to go up and watch Sprint Car Palooza, they have that coming up for what you there. I just want to go up and watch. Ricky Stenhouse exists. Right. Margo just wants to look at Ricky Stenhouse in a fire suit. She would literally pay the I mean, pit entry. take the clothes off, too. To just... Oh, you know what? <laughs> we'll just take it right to R-rated. 
in the first three minutes of the show. Um, the, the one thing I will say, like I, I've been to Volusia plenty of times and I've seen late models, but it's normally one class of late model and you think, oh, the late models are out. This is cool. Late models, great. Everybody loves late models. Then you get three, four different classes, whatever it is, and it's almost like you can actually feel the difference in the cars. You can hear the difference in the cars. Like after the, the case, super lates or the, the crates were done. The, the case construction cars, the ones yes. that did the four wide. So yes. Oh. oh, my God. Those things. They made me they like dirt screaming. cars. Those things are awesome. And then they bring out like the 602s and it's like, oh. Why do you have fenders? All right. Here they go. I mean, it's still great racing. I mean, I, I really, really close race. I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying when when you see a late model in the pits at a dirt track, they all look the damn same, but you could actually tell the difference on track um, w- w- comparatively, you know, versus the the case construction cars and the 602s or whatever it was. You you could tell the class system was in effect. So um, that was that was definitely different because normally you think late model, you think late model. Uh, but when you actually have them back to back to back, you can feel the difference. You can taste the difference almost um, because you get more dirt in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I had to cover my beer uh, during the 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 crates. I thought that was the, so uh, Peyton wouldn't steal it. That too, because she was crazy. Um, so yeah, fun times over at Volusia. Well, let's hop in and talk about the Auburndale Speedway. Of course, all of our views here from Auburndale are coming from uh, what we witnessed on Speedway video. Mm-hmm. Um, what we kind of get some chats uh, from from our announcer group chat, um, you know, as Steve I, put it, I didn't it, see anything actually about the racing at Auburndale, just the drama because yeah, apparently drama is not good, but that's a, all we're going to focus on. A lot of drama on Victory Lane um, to to the point where Auburndale had to put out a statement on their Facebook page uh, about how we got to keep it at, at least PG thirteen down there. For they're going to keep doing interviews, you know, they're trying to be. Every racetrack trying to be family friendly and things are going to happen, but uh, there was quite a few instances where some drivers had some things to say and it was a little bit heated. So, uh, but of course, you always get the the heat of the moment emotion down there in Victory Lane, whether it be good or bad. So we'll go through it again. Um, there's one thing I heard on the video that I'm going to touch on that that just made me laugh. Like I made Margo watch a specific race just to hear this part, and then we came in here to do this. Um, and then everything else, uh, if you want like specifics and stuff, you can listen to the hot mic. Steve will tell you all about it. Cause I could tell, and based on what Tom told me from being out there and what Steve texted, it seemed like a long, frustrating, like it was definitely opening night. Like how we had our snafus during red eye and how that took forever. They kind of, Auburndale kind of had the same thing, but they had different kind of different experiences, if you will. So We'll try to break it down the best we can here. In the mod minis, they had Four. seven. No, there there was seven. Uh, oh, actually, there was six. One didn't start. Um, pretty good racing at the beginning. I thought it was good racing because I, I like I like contact. I, I like hard nose racing. Good when they start. <laughs> uh, Kenny Yule and Nick Cummings had a pretty big battle at the beginning. A lot of bumper tag. Kenny Yule was pretty aggressive for sure. Um, but Nick Cummings at the end, who and Nick Cummings dominated all of last season, pretty much any time. Cummins or Cummings? Cummins. So, um, I, I know. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cummins. Um, he's been dominating over Robertdale for the last couple of years. Champion there last season, and he was able to win this one. Once he got separated from Kenny Yule, he took off, and it was no contest. So, Nick Cummins gets the win in the mod mini feature. Kenny Yule is second, Bobby Rowland third, Jeff Anderson, Tim Rushing, which I swear I heard Steve call him Tiny Russian, and then John Zimmerman <laughs> in say, I swear, <coughs> go back and watch on Speedway video, and I swear at one point he goes, and Tiny Russian pulls into the pits, but it's I Tim it Rushing. And also Steve, I, I feel for Steve because I guess their normal score was off, and he got a bunch of names. Like Bubba Healy drove three scramblers, in like two different pure stocks. So it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine because, you know, it's fine. It's not like that shit hasn't happened to me at the World Series of all places. So Nick Cummins wins the mod minis down to the pure stocks. And, and hey, I'll, I'll give a shout out to these pure stocks. Um, of course, the pure stock race was scheduled for Citrus. That got rained out. We'll touch on that in a little bit. I, I do have some rants and raves to talk about uh, on the second half of the show, too. Okay, um, bad when you do that. <laughs> Um, but they actually showed like they they put the pure stocks back on the schedule at like noon twelve thirty when Citrus canceled. 
So it was kind of just like, hey, if you really want to race, you can race Show tonight. Your face. And they got 12 cars, which is pretty good. Um, very interesting race. I definitely recommend going back and watching this one on Speedway Video. Uh, good battle for the lead between Chris Loney and Preston Davis. Uh, much of the race they spent side-by-side. Side. Brandon Love in the four car ran up front a lot. Um, spinning crash late in the race. Chris Loney got turned around by the 89. So Davis and Loney had to go to the back of the field. That gave the lead over to the four of Brandon Love. He was lined up alongside Zach Briggs. Some shenanigans on the restarts. Uh, two restarts in a row. The yellow flag would come back out as these guys were both warned about their restart games. And apparently it rubbed Zach Briggs the wrong way. Um, Brandon Love would get the best of Zach on the restart that mattered and go on to win. I believe first win in two years. Uh, dedicated it to his father that passed away. So that was pretty cool. Emotional uh, victory lane for Brandon Love. Um, so he takes the win. Zach Briggs is second. And Sean LeMaster, who came from Naples, uh, 417 regular, uh, he ended up finishing in third. Chris Loney Wait. battled back for fourth. And Roy Healy. But weren't the people in the stands yelling that Preston Davis won? Right? Oh, I'm going to get there. Yeah. But yeah, people were yelling in the stands that Preston Davis should win. <coughs> but why? They they feel like he shouldn't have been black flag for I the, realize the we're in Polk County, but do they not know how to count? And like the first guy that crosses the checkered flag is the winner? Yeah, I think they were mad that, that Preston got put in the back when he was uh, involved with Chris Loney. Um, and then Preston would get DQ'd for extracurriculars in the pit area. He and Nick Malverty's teams, I guess, got into it. Um, and Preston finished third, but was disqualified. And, um, Roy Healy actually finished fifth. Bobby Mobley, who spun out a bunch of people, he finished in sixth. Josh Cole, um, it says Punta Gorda, Florida. So I don't think that's the same Josh Cole as our great pumpkin, the, the minivan from the Enduros. But if it is, cool. Um, uh, <laughs> Ronnie Root, Mark Nelson, Mike Wilson, and then Preston Davis and Nick Malverty DQs. Um, so the big thing that happened in victory lane here is Brandon Love gets out, dedicates the race to his dad. Zach Briggs gets out, says, you know, hey, we're over at Citrus. We pulled over here today when when that got rained out. Um, and he was not happy with the, the restart games, called it a quote-unquote clusterfuck, and um, then decided to... Where's the lie? <laughs> He decided to then throw shade on Brandon Love and say, well, these guys don't want to race nowhere else, blah, 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 Where's blah, blah. And then uh, you, Tom catches a bunch of people calling each other cheaters. You know, typical, well... I was trying to figure out where Preston Davis came in first. Well, and then you hear the audience, somebody in the audience goes, Preston Davis won this race. She's probably got three teeth, too. That's giving her a lot of credit, probably. <laughs> but uh, Preston Davis did not win the race. He finished the race third and then got DQ'd, so technically... Thanks for coming. Have a good night is where Preston Davis finished. St- finished third, right? Across the line, yes. Okay. So still didn't so win. So no matter how you... <laughs> the math ain't mathin'. No, I'm but, a, I gotta call Dawson. Yeah, well, Dawson could tell us. He finished third, but he was bad. <laughs> so he went to timeout. But he finished third, so he didn't win. So he didn't win. No matter what... And that's all that matters. No matter what 3 tooth Tanya over there says... So definitely a heated pure stock feature for sure. Good race, though. It was, it was fun. A lot of back and forth, a lot of incidents. Um, typical pure stocks at Auburndale. Uh, moving down to the A-mods. Um, Margo didn't even watch this one. That's because uh, they're boring. And what's the point in having another modified class if we're only going to get five? Well, they put them on racing tires, and they were getting around there pretty good. They only had five cars. Bray Ganey took the checkered flag, but he had to go to his night-night bed and didn't get to keep it. He was disqualified. <laughs> so, not sure why. Um, but Roger Plevins is the winner. Ronnie Abney Aww. second. Cody Durham, Jake Wallace, and then the DQ for Bray Ganey. So, not much going on there other than Margo uh, getting... Uh, she Yeah, Margo's lost it. Uh, so, let's move down to the Scramblers because, again... Things got interesting here. And, you know, I watched this race twice on my computer while I was working. Um, If I'm watching anything on my computer while I'm working, it's on a tiny little corner of the screen. Um, And the way Tom cut it together, I love how he was able to use his GoPro to kind of zoom in on some things that maybe he didn't have his camera framed right up on. Um, And I couldn't quite tell. Like, I knew he cut specifically to something. And then there was a bunch of people yelling at each other. Um, Really, during the race, there was only a couple of cautions. The 96 car who apparently was Wayne Donovan, 
but uh, poor Steve had Bubba Healy in 17 different cars. So Steve thought it was Bubba Healy, but according to my race pass here, Wayne Donovan was in that car. That car shut down a couple of times. Those were the cautions. Things got interesting on the final lap, and, and Marco's eating. We're, we're kind of watching the race, trying to do some research here for the show, so we sound somewhat educated. And I said, Margo, watch, watch, watch the last lap. And I'm like, something happens here, and I haven't been able to pinpoint it here. And what did you see, Margo? Last lap of the Scramblers with the 15 and 47. Oh, I saw Dustin Higdon take out Stephen Ray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the Auburndale Dustin Higdon took out the Auburndale Stephen Wright. Um, I don't know their names, and I don't, I can't read that far. Apparently... The guy who I thought finished somewhere did not. Did he no, win? They ha- no, they have him in the damn 96. Poor Steve. Roy. So that was Bubba Healy, but it was like the 15 car, not the 96. He went and took out the 47 of Jay Roberts on the last lap. And then poor Guy Comel Sr. coming off of turn number two, he gets sideswiped and like goes barreling through the infield to finish the race in 10th. Then he gets out of his car, and you can audibly hear him say, Hey, I'm I'm writing you a nice Valentine's Day letter. But he's like, that motherfucker should be DQ'd for that shit right there. Oh, I like my version better. I mean, yours was a lot nicer. more family friendly. We're trying to keep it appropriate here. I know. One of these days, I'm going to have to end up bleeping out the show. Today's not the day. Um, So they were yelling. Bubba Healy's like, come say that stuff to my face. And Bill Weatherington's like, I'd like to thank my wife for helping me work on my car. I won again. And... uh, Bill Weatherington ended up winning again, that's for sure. Mike Ingle in the 17 with a career-best second-place finish. And then um, it, Roy Healy keeps throwing me off, but that's Bubba Healy. Um, he has listed in the 96, so poor Steve. Like, every other car out there was Bubba Healy on this night, um, but it was Bubba in third. He didn't get DQ'd. Uh, Stephen Wyatt was fourth. William Kearns fifth. Jay Roberts sixth. Guy Comel Jr. in seventh. Guy Comel Sr. actually in eighth. Or, yes, eighth. James Hare. Jared Sheffield. TJ Cruz, Ricky Shade, Wayne Donovan, John Miller, Andrew Whitlock, and Jimmy McLeod, your 16 finishers. And they had one, two, three, four, six drivers listed as a DNS. So the scoring uh, the scoring people kept everybody on their toes, that's for sure. Definitely, uh, definitely interesting. If anything, go back and watch the last couple laps of the Scrambler race and get your own opinion there. So now we'll get down to the Clown Vicks. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, the Crown Vicks. The Crown Vicks, uh, Freudian slip there. This race was wild. This uh, Tom had messaged me. He's like, oh, still going strong here at Auburndale. Last couple laps of the Crown Vicks, and uh, you'll be happy because your, your Richard Cranium Award winner, uh, Mr. Pitts, from uh, from a few weeks ago just had something go down. A um, lot of spins, a lot of things going on, but the biggest thing, uh, Brian Pitts in the one and John Worthington in the canine, they, they crashed. They both, like, blew their radiators and put water down all over the racetrack. Um, the canine sitting in the infield, and here comes Brian Pitt storming across the track right into the side of him. And all I heard about was somebody said a bad word in victory lane. Yeah. Not somebody used their race car as a weapon. Hey, we, we condone that. Just not the bad words. Well, I mean, the drivers will be drivers. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's important that, you know, I, I get that, you know, when people ram each other on on the racetrack, you don't want to condone that. But when people are out there cursing and, and using the Lord's name in vain, stuff like oh, that. Oh, Jesus effing Christ. There it is. So, But you know what's funny? Going back to the Mod Mini. So you had Nick Cummins who gets out and he's like, he hit my back bumper, Jesus Christ. And then you get the guy in third. He goes, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So you got like both ends of the spectrum. So it evens out. I'm just, the next time you put a microphone in my face, I'm just going to be like, hail Stan. All right, nice periphery reference. Um, um, that was definitely a Marvel Comics reference, but sure. Well, that was Periphery's last album. Um, until Gent is not a genre comes out. Um, but anyways, back to the Crown Vicks. A lot of Crown Vicks shenanigans. You had people hitting each other under yellow, and then during the yellow, when all the water was down on the track, you hear somebody spinning out, and then Steve off mic. And I'm sorry to call you out, Steve, uh, but it's clearly audible. He goes, what in the clown show is going on out there? And somebody else up there goes, well, they're spending all that shit over there. So definitely um, <coughs> last race tonight, it was wild. Uh, stuff was going on everywhere. If you like Calamity, if, you, if you're if you Team Chaos, the Crown Vic Chaos. race 
And Steve, I petition you to change your Crown Vicks to Clown Vicks moving forward. Just to, to live up to, or or, or Chouse Vicks. Uh, Mike Pitts did get the win there. So from Richard Cranium Award winner the a couple of weeks ago, last time I announced at Auburndale, to actual winner. So congratulations to Mike. Um, he stayed out of the tower this time. Chance Saucerman comes home in second. Daniel Wilson, third. Jimmy McLeod has got the nicest crown Vic I've ever seen. In fourth, Roger Sargent, fifth. Shane Bennett, Kalen Menard, Austin Bristol, Luke Hauser, Sean Osteen, the top ten. By the way, um, I think I mentioned it, but uh, Auburndale Motor Speedway, as they have it in here, is now on my race pass. So this makes finding the results so much easier. I'm glad to see more and more tracks getting with my race pass. I'm a big fan of their interface anyway uh, with the new Smyrna website. So um, <clears throat> for the most part, it, it's a lot better than having to message the guys at Speed 51 and then um, have Bob Dillner get mad if I said, hey, I messaged somebody three days ago about something that needed to be up three days ago and it's not up yet. And I was upset. And then Bob Dillner goes, yeah, get right Never trust a moron who tries to tell you that there was no car called the Mystique Missile. Even when you post a picture of the car that is indeed called the Mystique Missile. Now, there was a Mystic Missile, which I played off of. But apparently you can't do that with Modified. So, God forbid. there was also a Mystique Missile, too. But apparently, there was only the Mystic Missile to Bob Dillner, so there's that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, My Richard Cranium of the Week award does go to Brian Pitts, by the way. So congratulations to the Pitts family. You've each won that prestigious award. Um, Mini Cup Masters were also in action, and there was two of them. And Tyler Akers was able to pass Jace Galileo. And... um, that race, it happened. Uh, moving to the winged sprint cars. The first race for the sprint cars this year. A little disappointing, to be honest with you. Only 10. Typical. Yeah. Th- I mean, I'm not even going to try to fucking be nice about it. Sprint cars are a waste of time. I think they're cool. They're fast. Like, they're a spectacle. But they're a waste of time. Margo thinks they're a waste of time. Um, I know they want to get back to New Smyrna. The reason New Smyrna dropped them feel to want? is, you know, last time we had one of the races, I think we had eight or nine. So we got just... enough classes with eight or nine cars. Right, right. Yeah. Jeez. Um, I mean, if they came back, great. I'd support it. I like Rick Day. I always enjoy talking with them when I see him. Uh, so I'm not knocking them, but a little bit disappointing. I, first race of the season, hopefully there's more coming out, but it is what it is. Uh, race had one yellow when John Inman had. Uh, mechanical f- actually it looked like john just got out of the groove going into turn number one and hit the outside wall uh, might have had something break might have had a tire go down it just looks like it got out of the groove and and hit the fence but uh really the race was no contest up front davy hamilton jr took home the win started sixth won the race over daniel miller a former uh, prolate model racer sport allen was third dude t fourth tommy nichols was fifth bruce brantley scotty edema uh, Larry Brazil, Bo Hartley, and John Inman rounding out your field. Um, again, you can watch that one on Speedway Video if you like sprint cars. I'm sure you enjoyed it, but it just was kind of just kind of happened. So congratulations to Davey Hamilton Jr. So that was a little quick look back at opening night at Auburndale. Sounded like it was definitely an opening night sort of deal for Steve. He was wrestling all kinds of things. Um, I, I will say the watching like the full program back on Speedway Video um, the, I, I'm real thankful that he was able to do that so that we could watch these races that probably took like half an hour each in like nine minutes. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, appreciate what Tom's able to do to get these races out to us. Um, and another thing, having that announcer audio definitely helps. And Steve has gotten, remember the first time we heard Steve on the, um, one of the Wheelman broadcasts? Because you know, I, I had been filling out, filling in over there. Jake had been filling in, and then sure, and then Steve got the spot. We listened to that first race, and he now Steve Steve is a racer who enjoys. He he would walk around, do pit walkthroughs and stuff, and you know Steve was just kind of like, I'm a racer, but I'm a fan too, and kind of took the the position. But he has come a long way um, as far as announcing goes, and uh, it was fun to fun to listen to him call the races. Uh, you know, I've worked with him a bunch of times. Um, but it's, it's different when you're like in a working environment versus like directly listening to him and following 
uh, him as he tells you the story of what's going on. So uh, well done, Steve. You fought through a lot, but it sounded good. And uh, glad you guys were able to get your races in with the forecast the way it was. Glad you guys stuck it out and gave us something good to talk about here on the show. Do you have uh, nothing? anything else you want to touch on? <coughs> nothing no. at all? No. Nothing stuck out. What, anything my stick head out to you? To my pillow. Your head to your pillow. So, what you're saying, take a commercial break and go to the other segment? Yeah. Fair enough. All right. We'll be back in just a bit here. I want to tell you about some of our great sponsors on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Are um, you going to tell them about the just okay sponsors? When, which one is that? <laughs> <laughs> why, I don't know why you got to pick on Doug Samian like that or Bromley Motorsports. I don't know why you got to pick on, you know, Jeff White Racing. And, oh God, no. Not and, that one. Oh, you don't want to open that can of worms? I'm just picking on Bromley Motorsports. Brom, just Bromley Motorsports. Okay. Well, we'll tell you about just Bromley Motorsports here in just a second. Uh, on the second half of the show, I'm going to go over the power rankings, let you know where things stand as far as the World Series goes, Florida power rankings, and NASCAR power rankings, and a couple of things I want to get off my chest. So stay tuned. <laughs> hey, everybody. I want to take a quick moment here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including one of our first, American Auto They are located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. You can get a hold of them at 386-428-1941 for tires and service. They've got you covered 100% of the time for fast, dependable service. You can always count on American Auto. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication with Ron D'Alessandro and his company for coming on board and supporting the show here. Uh, Make sure you check out their Etsy store. Uh, Go to Etsy.com and search 124 Welding and Fab. That'll come right up. You can see some of the great items that Ron has for sale. And, of course, you can reach out to them if you want uh, some custom work done. They do all kinds of stuff, welding and fabrication, obviously, but uh, great decorations and metalworking available for sale as well. At 124 Welding and Fabrication, check out the Etsy store. We also thank... Our good friends at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells, one of our major sponsors here on the show. Um, They do, I I mean, just high-quality work. If you want the best in safety, you get the best with Schultz. Um, They have been hiring if you're looking for a good place to work. I know a number of people now working over there. Um, Get with with Rob at uh, 732-922-4334. And uh, see what they're looking for. See what's available. If you like a great work environment and uh, get to work with some really cool things. If you like racing and um, you like hands-on work, this is definitely the place for you. And, of course, make sure you get your Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. That way, in the case of an emergency, you know you're protected by the best. But check them out on the web, Schultz Racing Fuel Cells and Schultz Products. Also, we welcome our good friends at DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board, one of our new major sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Once you get your service done at American Auto, you know if you're involved in an incident, you need some body work done, make sure you take it to DeBerry Paint and Body. That's the only place I trust with my vehicle, so make sure you take them there. You can call them at 386-320-0267. They are located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713, and they are open uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturdays before race day from 10 to 1. So make sure you get with them if you need any body work. Hey, if your car's looking a little dull in the Florida sun, they got you covered as well. That is DeBerry Paint and Body. We thank them for coming on board. And we welcome a brand new sponsor for tax season here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Got to make sure you get those taxes done, and you want to make sure... It's done by somebody who's going to do you right. We welcome SRQ Taxes. That is, of course, our good friend Steve Darling. Uh, They are a family-owned tax practice with offices located in Sarasota, Florida, but they can assist with taxes anywhere via their secure portal. Uh, You can give them a call at 941-840-1099-941-840-1099. Or for more information, you can visit srqtaxes.com. And again, if uh, somebody's going to be handling my money, I want to make sure it's it's somebody that I know and trust. And I know that Steve will take good care of you. So SRQ Taxes, thank you for coming on board and uh, being the official tax partner of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And hey, with all these sponsorships, 
Yeah, we're going to need some taxes too. Uh, we also thank our good buddy Andy Morrison with Never Give Up Racing, a huge supporter of Florida Short Track Racing. He has some great picture frames that are available. Uh, he gave some of those out during the banquet back a couple of weeks ago, and he sent me some information on the Never Give Up Racing light-up picture frames. If you would like to get one, you can call Andy or text Andy at 407-675-1769. They are $35 a piece. They'll make a great addition to any man cave or even living room. So make sure you check those out. I know he's got hats and T-shirts available all the time as well, and he will be doing a lot to support, uh, especially Bomber A and B Racing at New Smyrna, but Short Track Racing as a whole, this coming season. Again, if you'd like to come on board, there's always opportunity, just $5 an episode. You name what you want to do and we'll get it on the show. And we appreciate everybody for their support, past or present. And now we'll let you get back to the show. All right. Welcome back to the Racing with Ryan podcast. Uh, second half of the show here. I'll try to keep it uh, concise for you today. We took a whole show to talk about power rankings last week. Um, I'm going to let you know where things are, Sorry. where things stand. Uh, I'm going fast. I'm going fast. Um, I'll let you know where things stand here. We have some new entries for the World Series. Uh, we'll let you know if there's any changes uh, at the top there. Uh, we'll let you know where things stand in the Florida Power Rankings. Plus, I have my uh, NASCAR Power Rankings for the upcoming Clash, and that will definitely change as we head to Daytona. But I did one for the Clash, and we'll go over that quickly. So a couple things I want to get off my chest. Um, Citrus rained out. They they had, had everybody there for practice. The forecast for Saturday was really bad. Um, we had plans to go up to Leesburg uh, and hang out with my mom for a little bit. She was going to have the kids while we went to the races. As we were, like, getting in the car to go, we found out it was rained out. We still decided to go up there. I know a lot of people gave them grief for not sticking it out. It looked like the forecast was going to improve because when we got to my mom, she even went, oh, the, the race is canceled? Looks like once it's done, it's going to clear out. You guys probably could have raced tonight. I'm like, yeah, well, sometimes you got to make a call. It is what it is. I, I thought they did what they had to do. And then, I, you know, a lot of people talking on Facebook and this and that because, God forbid, a track have to make a, a business decision call like Auburndale did two weeks ago or a, you know, hey, we got a um, you know, big show and we don't want to be fighting Mother Nature with it all night. Not the call they wanted to make, certainly. Um, and, and sure, we were kind of disappointed. We didn't get to go to the race. Whatever. Um about 7 o'clock. And we're in Leesburg, so we weren't down in Inverness. We're half an hour away, whatever. Um, I went out to let the dog out, and I was like, oh, holy cow, it is raining. Um, and it was still, like, wet and gross. Just a nasty night. So they got it. They got the rain worse. Auburndale was able to luck out and get the races in. So, you know, it just stinks that any anytime a track makes a decision, they have to get raked through the coals. And it doesn't matter what track it is. Uh, New Smyrna gets it all the time. Citrus got it. Um, I'm glad that the Pierce Talks had somewhere else to go in this case and go race at Auburndale. Quit so. playing with your elbow skin. Oh, I'm, I'm so, I didn't even realize I was doing that. Sorry. Um, so the other thing I want to get off my chest, <laughs> I've been doing the World Series entry list, and every day seems like another tour mod trickles in. So we've got like 35 tour mods on the entry list at this point now, which is fantastic. Um, they what were. Is, what is to get off of your chest about that? No, I'm getting there. Um, they have been rewarded with their great turnouts the last like three or four World Series up from where they could barely scratch 15 cars to now getting 30 plus cars for like four years in a row. They have been rewarded with uh, their standard race distance now being 50 laps. So they have three 50 lappers, the 76 lapper and the Richie Evans 100. That is their five race series plus the Will and Tour Modified 200. So the, the Tour Mods get to race a bunch of laps. Uh, they get five nights and now they get at least 50 laps a night. And they've been rewarded with that because of their turnout. Their standard race pay was the same as the Super Lates. So we've been getting 30-plus something tour mods a year. Even last year hit 40, and we may hit 40 on the entry list this year before it's all said and done. Um, and the Super Lates, there's 11. So what is the deal... Why do why are late models not wanting to race anymore? I mean, even uh, Speedfest and Cordial's only got 21 supers on the entry list. Stout list, going to be a great race. But why are the super late models such a hard draw? 
Whereas the tour modifieds, they come down. Is it because the tour modifieds only get to race here once a year? Is it super late model racing is outpricing itself and there's just not people aren't that excited? Boy, to race if them? I told y'all what a tour mod costs comparatively, because you've got more insight on this, and, and I don't want to assume, compare a tour mod type car to a super late. I'm not comparing oranges to ducks. Sorry. Uh, completely different vehicles, right? No. <laughs> Duh, look at them. Duh, dummy. Um, but, I mean, a, a tour modified type car has got to be just as expensive, if not close, in the yeah. ballpark, if not more, right? Yeah. Than a super late? Yep. So why are they so apt to get down here and race where the super lights are like, yeah, pull some teeth and maybe we'll come down I'm for a race or two. break like this. Please, I, I, I would, I'm <laughs> glad I set this up for you. Tour mods? Yeah. Here they are right here. These, okay, these yep. Massive a, huevos. Remember, this is not a visual. Okay, okay. all right. <laughs> super late models? Pequeño? Pequeño huevos. Oh, okay. All right. That's it. Okay, well, fair enough. I'm just throwing that out there. And I said the same thing you know, last the, year. All the stupid-ass fenders on the late models makes them way more expensive. I, I got I, I put this out last year, and somebody jumped on, well, what's the pay difference? I'm like, there is no freaking pay difference. They just won a race, I guess. So super lights are like at 12 on the entry list. Tour mods are at like 35. And uh, super lights are like, well, we should get 50 laps every night too. Well, you know, maybe uh, get more than 12 cars on the entry list and – I should have a million dollars, but here we. But here we are, here we are. So, anyways, that's my my rant for the day. Just just wondering, just throwing it out there. Just are you done? observing. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sure somebody will have some some fun comments to say. So let's. But will they say them to your? Face? Absolutely not. <laughs> they might text me about it, but they won't say it to my who's face. Who's gonna text you? Um, who's this? Um, Billy Joe. He may text me. I don't know who that is. I made that person up. Um, all right, so World Series Power Rankings. Uh, go back and listen to last week's show if you want the base and the breakdown. Um, I don't want to. You talk enough as it is. Well, then just listen to what I have to say here. I don't want to. There have been some changes, and I told you there would be changes as, as new entries come in. There is a new number one, but let's start at the bottom now. Actually, let me tell you who dropped out. Two drivers did drop out of my top 12 for the World Series Power Rankings. That would be Jimmy Renfro Jr. and Anthony Nocella. They are no longer in the top 12 of the World Series Power Rankings. Um, so now sitting in 12th is Ron Silk. Moving up to 11th due to his entry into the Florida Modified World Series is Wayne Parker. Uh, I said last week that Jerry Simons was going to be the champion, and I stick with that, so I've got Wayne Parker in 11th. Wayne will contend and probably win some races. And he could be a championship threat, but I'm still going with Jerry Simons. Uh, I got Hunter Wright in his Pro Late model in 10th. Jerry Simons now in 9th. Gabe Somers in his Super Late sitting in 8th. Cody Stickler down to the 7th position in the Florida Mod. Again, talked about why he's not higher on last week's show. Uh, Carson Dijon Tomaso in the 602 Mod. Still the only 602 modified on the list. Uh, that I have in his rank, and I'm getting a weird look. You don't think Karsten is the, the top 602 modified going into the series? Hello, I'm biased. No. Oh, well, your your bias isn't going to fly there. But if your driver shows up and shows out, he'll move up on the list. Ron <clears throat> Alessandro. Yeah, Ron. Come on, 124 Welding and Fab. Let's go. Um, Connor Jones did confirm he will be running for the super late model championship and running a handful of pro late model races as well. So I still have him in fifth. I think he will contend in the super late Derek Griffith in fourth with his super late. Michael Hind is still, well, is now third with his pro late model. Jimmy Blewett, who was number one last weekend or last week, he has slipped down to second with his tour mod because finally we have Matt Hirschman on the entry list. He finally put in his entry, talked about it on the show. Well, where's Matt Hirschman? You don't have him on your list. Well, here he is. He's number one. Um, Should have been there to be him. Well, he wasn't entered when I did this last week. And but I, you knew he would be. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. So Matt Hirschman assumes the number one spot in the World Series power rankings. Um, probably one of the most exciting tour modified drivers. Put him and Ryan Priest in a field and you've got Me all you need. right there. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> so Matt Hirschman, number one. Um, again, I said, you know, Jimmy at, at the time last week was probably the championship favorite. He's going to 
be right up there, but he's going to have to beat Matt Hirschman. Remember, a flat tire or a tire going down on night one relegated Matt Hirschman to a mid-pack finish. That's all it takes to derail your World Series in a five-race series. Um, but I think Matt Hirschman, at this point, one of the most exciting drivers. There are a handful of new drivers that went up on the list. Burt Myers is entered now in the PSR car. Um, oh! Yeah. Uh. That's very interesting. So, um, lots of interesting developments. Um, actually... I, I have an update coming out for the World Series entry list yeah. tomorrow with some more people coming on, on the list. So who knows? The World Series power rankings could change, but that's where we're sitting now. Over to, if I can find it, the Florida State power rankings. Not much of a change. As a matter of fact, only one change. There can't be 12 drivers in that. There's only no, 12 in the state of Florida. I've got 10, and there's only one change. Uh, so I'll go from the top down. So Michael Atwell first, Sean Bass second, Daniel Webster third, Michael Hind, fourth, Dodge Carlbert, fifth, Steve Gill, sixth, Michael Goddard, seventh, Brad May, eighth, TJ DeCare, ninth, and moving into the top 10, displacing Paul Kochi is Nick Cummins in the Mod Mini. Why? Well, after watching everything that happened at Auburndale, I don't think anybody else deserved to, maybe you could argue Bill Witherington, um, but Nick Cummings uh, maybe overlooked as a very strong Mod Mini competitor. I wish he would have come to New Smyrna for the big uh, Mod Mini race at Red Eye, uh, but every time he is at Auburndale, he is winning, uh, defending champion and dominating performance in race number one. So for now, Nick Cummings will move up into the top 10 of our Florida Power Rankings. So before we get out of here, and Margo, I want your input here because – Again, I, I talked on the show how hard these power rankings can be. I did one for NASCAR, and w- when I go through the list here, I want your your opinion. I, w- I want to know if you think that's a good spot for this driver to be or if you think I've made a mistake. Let me just go ahead and answer you for Ross Chastain. That's a mistake, right, period? No. No. Um, so I'll start at the back here, and again, this is for the clash. This is using last year's points. I looked at who finished where in the clash. Did my best here, and I did 15 because... I, well, you know, I, I, did, I don't even remember the cat the Clash, probably because there's some loudmouth bitch making fun of my fucking cooking. jambalaya recipe. No, no, she wasn't making fun of your cooking. She enjoyed your cooking. She made fun of that you had a cookbook. As because if you I'm were not adult. a grown-ass adult. So, that, yeah, that was that annoying last year. hand-me-down recipes from family, dumb bitch. The Clash last year, Terrible. we did a podcast on it. It was a cool atmosphere, but the race was... Oh, hum. It happened. I'm looking forward to it again this year. We'll see what happens. Um, so in 15th, going into the clash, I have Chase Briscoe. Why? Because I think Chase sucks. had an okay season last year, and I expect him to do better this year. In 14th, I have Eric Jones, who I think uh, overachieved in the Petty 43 car. I don't think anybody expected him to get a win. Um, but more importantly, not only did he get the win, but he ran up front quite a few times. I'd like to see... A little bit more out of him. Of course, he is now in the Legacy Motor Sports Club team with Jimmy Johnson and Richard Petty and GMS Racing. Um, so we'll see where that team goes. In 13th, I have William Byron. And I struggled to put William Byron in the top 15, but he did win twice last year. 13th for William Byron, and I know you're a fan of his. Do you think that's too high, too low? Meh. Meh? You Meh. think that's about right? Eh. Okay. In 12th, I have Bubba Wallace. Too high. Too high. I was afraid of that. I, the reason I put him in 12th going into the season is I'm putting my own expectations into this. I, I think at this point, there are no more excuses for Bubba. Um, he's been given every chance in the world. He's with one of the top Toyota teams that, you know, now has Tyler Reddick as a teammate. This team has won races. They've had speed. They need to make less mistakes. And Bubba needs to keep his emotions in check. Um, Bubba Wallace is 12th. Very easily could be 20th. Very easily could be in the top 10. So we'll see how his season goes. Uh, Margo thinks it's too high, and I'm sure some of the listeners probably think so too. Um, In 11th, I have Martin Truex Jr. Didn't win a race last year. Didn't make the playoffs. Way too high. But was top five in points. I so think he's going to be irrelevant. You think he's going to be irrelevant? Irrelevant. So you, you Let think, me tell you the ones that I think are going to be irrelevant. I'm going to just go ahead yes, and do this for you. Yes, please. Martin Truex Jr. Okay. Kevin Harvick. Okay. And Eric Almarola. I could see Eric Almarola definitely All being irrelevant. Irrelevant. Everybody's talking, who's going to take over the Eric Almarola car? I'll tell you right now, Zane Smith is going to be in that car. Zane Smith will be in the 10 car in 2024. Um, how do I know that? Because I'm smart. 
So Martin Truex Jr. 11. Margo thinks it's too high, and we'll see. In 10th, I had the 45 for Tyler Reddick. Um, eight wins, lacked consistency. Had the oh. speed, threw away a lot of races. Was not exciting. Was not exciting. Margo hates that nickname. I hate him. Uh, does not like Tyler Reddick for some reason. I like Tyler Reddick. I think he's in, probably... because he's got a kid named Bo, and that's stupid to me. But you like Cash. Look, don't bring Cash Boyer into this. <laughs> that little kid's a G, okay? Yeah, that kid's pretty cool. So I got Tyler Reddick 10th, um, race number 23 XI this year. We'll see how he does. In ninth, um, I'm, I'm afraid to say this because Margo's already interjected here. Kevin mm-hmm. Harvick, I have in ninth. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. So too high. No, just ir- just irrelevant. Just irrelevant. Just irrelevant. I'm Kevin Harvick's last retiring. season. It's it's either going to be like a Cinderella send-off for Kevin Harvick or he's going to like miss the playoffs. So we'll see. Um, in eighth, driver who must not be named in this household, the one of Ross Chastain. Eighth man you for the... You named him. Shit. Uh, the driver, driver who must, must not, not be named. named. Voldemort. Cost uh, Ross Chain uh, in the eighth no. spot. No. Crash Astain. Crash Astain. Okay, there it is. Crash Atten. Um, I have him eighth, man, and I'm thinking... One, two races last year, had a breakout season, finished second in points, and I have him eighth? He had a breakout season because the no fucks given tour rolled to to town, and he was driving the tour bus. He stopped giving a fuck, didn't he? He, I don't know. The only fuck he would have to give would would be if his daddy gave it to him. (laughs) Jeez. I you know, after, still after his Martinsville wall ride, he should always be number one in the power rankings yeah. because that was the best power move I've ever seen in racing. So I have him eighth. I, I'm maybe second-guessing myself a little bit, but I think the reason I have him in eighth is he let a lot get away last year. And going into the clash, I don't have high hopes for him there. We'll see how it goes in the regular season. In seventh, I have Christopher Bell. Uh, this driver got the win at New Hampshire to get in the playoffs and then two walk-off wins at the end of rounds to transfer him to the round of eight and then into the round of four, the final four. Uh, Christopher Bell with his best season. Again, right smack dab in the middle here. He has high expectations now, so he needs to win at least three races and probably now take the next step and win the championship. That's that's all that's left for Christopher Bell. So I think seventh is fair for him. Uh, Would you put him higher or lower? Meh. Meh. All right. So I... That, when Margo says, man, that means I've done well. Um, in sixth, I have Ryan Blaney. I can already tell you when I do the Daytona power rankings, he's going to move up. Uh, but he's sixth for the Clash power rankings. Didn't win a race last year. Shoulda, coulda, woulda won a handful of times. Thought he was going but to didn't. win, but didn't. Probably coulda won Phoenix, but he played second fiddle to Joey Logano, who's going to win the championship. Um, Blaney's sixth. Probably going to be in the top two or three for Daytona, given his recent performance there. Probably. In fifth, I have the eight of Kyle Busch. I am real worried about Kyle Busch this year. You know why? I can't wait to watch you suffer. That's why. I think, given what Tyler Reddick did in this car last year, I think... <laughs> now there's a real driver in it? I, I think that Kyle Busch is going to win three or four, if not more races. Can't wait. I'd put him up higher. You put him higher. The only reason I don't is because going to a new team always makes me second-guess things. But I've got him fifth, and I think he's going to have a good year and probably will be near the top of the power rankings all season long. Bounce back year for Kyle, most likely coming. Uh, The other Kyle, Kyle Larson, I have in fourth. Um, Three wins last year for for most. That's a great season for Kyle Larson after what he did in 2022. Definitely a... More of a down year, but with the new car, leveler playing field, there was a lot more parity. Uh, but Kyle Larson still did good. Still showed his dominant form, winning at Homestead. Shoulda, coulda, woulda been in the final four, if not for a sign falling on the racetrack. So I still have him in fourth. In third, I have Chase Elliott. Won the most races. Wasn't going to win the championship race, and then got taken out by Ross Chastain anyway. But I still have Chase Elliott ahead of Ross Chastain, so... I guess Chase gets just, the... I had just changed the bandage on that wound. I'm sorry. It still stings, doesn't it? Still stings. Uh, Chase being third, though, do you agree with that? Do you think he's higher, Lauren? Um, I would personally put him a second. Second? It's just me. Well, let me tell you who I have in second. It's the 11 of Denny Hamlin. Uh, I mean, not a favorite driver of mine, but I try to take the... I, I try to do this unbiasedly and just go with what I see. 
Uh, Denny Hamlin statistically had his worst season last year, yet I'm putting him second in the power rankings because you never count the damn car out. Uh, Denny, the car, not the driver. The yeah, I, I, I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan. I like his race team. And I think, you know, Denny's got a couple more years of racing left, and then he's going to become one of the top team owners in NASCAR. I really believe that's the direction he's headed, and we need people like that in the sport to keep it going. So... I don't know. I, I'm not giving up hope on Denny Hamlin. If he has another season like he did last year, he will dramatically fall through the power rankings. But going into the clash, I think he's got to be one of the favorites. And then number one, Ricky of course, Stenhouse. in your heart, um, yes. but not in my program. Um, number one, of course, the defending winner of the clash and the defending NASCAR Cup Series champion, Joey Logano. Uh, again, yeah. if you win the championship, well, you got to be near the top. And then if you are the defending champ of the Clash, and these are the Clash power rankings, how could I not have him at the okay, top of the, the board? The only reason that he won the Clash was because Chase Briscoe, Chase Briscoe himself. In the Clash? Um, I'm thinking that Bristol Dirt. No. Race. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, Tyler Reddick had a good run going in the Clash, then broke the transaxle. And that was the first I learned of what the hell a transaxle was. I know. Was. I taught it to you. Yeah, yeah. Right before I taught a I bitch like, a lesson so, in respect. I was literally like, so if they have independent rear suspension, how do they drive? And Margo's like, the transaxle. And I was like, oh, okay, hey, it's making sense to me. Wow. Um, I don't know. Uh, the class should be fun coming up here in a couple of weeks. We'll have some NASCAR. We haven't talked a lot of NASCAR since uh, Phoenix. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, of course, coming back. How do you feel about that? Don't ask me shit about nothing. I don't care. Okay. Um, how do you feel about Ricky Stenhouse still being I in love the field? Him. I would like him to be in your field. To win a couple this year. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see about that. Um, he won't. But I any like any of the NASCAR news that's come out recently that uh, you can talk about? Any comments on anything NASCAR related? Nothing NASCAR related. I'm ready for it to be over. You ready? It hasn't started. Boy, bye. Yeah, oh, you ready for the off season to be over? No, gotcha. I'm ready for NASCAR to be over. Well, there goes your job security then. No, my job's pretty damn secure even with NASCAR. <laughs> it's just less hectic. Assholes. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh. I'm kidding. Um, honestly, I'm just excited to have that back to, to talk about. To go to Daytona. Margo will ask be going to the 500. I, ask me how I feel about all this after. <laughs> I'm going to be dead after Speed Weeks. Ryan's like, oh, I, I'm going to have to be at a racetrack for 10 days. I'm like, yeah, 14. Well. Three different ones, 14 days. You'll have plenty to talk about. I'll prop you up and play a tape for you on that podcast when we do Speed Weeks. No me gusta. No. No me gusta. Well, we'll have plenty of NASCAR stuff to talk about because um, I feel like that adds an interesting dynamic to the show because everybody knows whether you say you watch it or not if you're on facebook y'all know what's going on in nascar you anyways you watch it or not you still talk you're still about paying attention and calling out all the stuff that you want to call out so there you go we'll uh we'll we'll talk nascar and stuff um but of course our, our main focus here is short track racing but to keep it interesting nascar races on short tracks they, there you go perfect bingo bingo bongo uh world series coming up february 10th through the 18th uh, practice day the day before Margo's going to the 500 so that's like uh, that's how you make 14 days probably going to Volusia too um, plenty of stuff to talk about coming up next week of course um, super late model twins yeah twin 50s at Auburndale I believe Tom is going over there and maybe going to try to make it over to Citrus to watch the rescheduled uh, pure stock event looking forward to that Speed Fest at Cordial. I think that may affect my World Series power rankings a little bit next week, so we'll keep up with that. We'll let you know if any changes there, and we'll keep updating that as we go through the year and have a little bit of fun there. I uh, got some good feedback on last week's show. People seem to like the idea, so we'll roll with it. We'll keep going. Um, yeah, lots of great stuff coming up, so we'll have plenty of short track action to recap on next week's show. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you, SRQ Taxes, for coming on board. Thank you to Barry Paint and Body for coming on board too. Of course, uh, American Auto 124, William Fab, and Schultz Engineered Products slash Schultz Fuel Cells. Racing uh, Fuel Cells. Racing Fuel Cells. Thank you all so much for your support and everybody else awesome. that listens slash supports the show. Y'all get out and go watch some racing somewhere. You have plenty of opportunities. Pick out of a hat and go somewhere if you can't make a decision. Fight your spouse over the decision you'll make if you have to. 
just go somewhere. Go different places if you have to, but enjoy uh, the racing that we have and uh, go have some fun. We'll talk about it on next week's show. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Bye.